0: I don't want to bury the lead. Uh,
2: Zach, I want to tell you that when I listen back on the podcast, sometimes I sound soft. So I don't need, I don't know if I'm talking softly or if you need to boost my audio. I wanted to tell you that before we started the show. All but right. here we are starting the show and I'll just produce it on air with you because that's how things work. Sure. I've got a Boss Hog update. That has <laughs> oh. been burning in my soul since I saw this. Bo- Don, what show was it that we equated Danny to Boss Hog? Was it last week? Everything seems like two weeks ago.
1: Well, it goes through my mind in every show, but I think we talked about <laughs> it probably two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. So
2: I've got, for this show, I don't want to bury the lead, though, Stock Nerds, real quick. Bears have not been able to get SPX through 44.50. We're trading currently, as we tape the show, 11.15 Central, uh, 45.08. If they can't get this through 4500, you know, back down, it's going to go 44, 45.50 is what I think. So... we're in this really painful wide range in the market right now where the bears can't get the job done and the bulls are like, you know what? We've done enough for a while. Let's just take a break. They can't get it done either. No, they can't get it done either. So we'll get back to the markets here momentarily, but I got a boss hog update, right? I got a rate. I need to ask Don and Hunter about a chart that we talked about last week that I I want clarity. It's not a hyper. It's not um, me being facetious. It's uh, I generally have a rate chart question i want to make sure i'm interpreting it properly and then i have a business idea based on danny's family portraits on his wall that and i'm not and and so i scribble look at hunter hunter's already shaking his head he's like hunter look at hunter he's like really dude i just want to talk stocks i don't want to hear your stupid idea about danny's family
3: portrait of danny that that caught my attention though oh is
0: that what the head shake was uh I'm gonna go with it. I got lots of pictures of my family. You said I. Danny, died, I got no, lots. I'm Danny. gonna bring him in. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna. Video I know. Oh my god! Now he's gotta
2: defend Hold his on. honor. Yeah. The, the, everybody knows that the best humor has a has a little element of truth to it. Danny has three photos. They're over 12 years old. How old is Sid now?
0: She is 17.
2: That Sydney is six in that photo.
0: Yeah, six. Seven,
2: I'm really close here yeah, that those photos yeah, are 12 yeah. years old, and you have more stock certificates on your wall than family photos. Tell me the part that's not true.
0: I've got a so, larger number. They're not as big. <laughs> I mean, the family so portraits but, are big. Right, so stocks are
2: tickets are I have a business we're idea. We're talking about
0: volume. We're talking about volume
2: of the wall. <laughs> Remy. Yeah, Rem-
0: <laughs> yeah, square. We're talking about square <laughs> yeah,
2: inches. We're not talking about numbers. So we're talking about wall volume. Remy's, Remy's telling me about Bumblebee the Transformer, which he's playing with in the back of the car on the way into a daycare. And all of a sudden, this idea pops in my head about Danny's Family Portraits, which are stock certificates, which, by the way, stock nerds, if you didn't hear uh, about Danny's family, big news, breaking news last week on the podcast, I want to tell you that last week's podcast, uh, no joke, the best podcast we've ever done. We've done 394 episodes of this very podcast, the one you're listening to. This is 395. Yes. Yeah, 395. Five, what are we going to do for 400? I don't know. I was just you know about... what? I'm actually thinking about renting the tux and doing the uh, danny's, which I'll just make up some awards. I'll show up here like a host, and I'm gonna host the Dannys. If you wear a tux, I will wear a tux <laughs> for 400. I, I can't. I can't decide that. if that makes it more funny or less funny. Because like, uh, t- Tim showing up just completely in a tux by, on his own is great. I should have not said anything. <laughs> the two of you coming is also hilarious. Yeah. Well, yeah. what if I did a tux and uh, shorts? I want a
0: top tux hat. Top. I want a top hat and a cane, man. <laughs> here place. we go. Yeah. Dude,
2: you're you're not the money bags caricature from. I'm talking
0: about you, not me. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs>
2: Yes. So anyway, episode 394 was by far the best episode, and I've heard that from multiple people. And the discussion between Danny and Don is absolutely one of the best that's ever been had on the show. Pause. So the thought is, well, how do you make a show that's equally as good the following week? The, th- the thing is, you don't. You just try to put the best show forward, and I'm n- I don't think. Well, I don't know. You let it evolve, right? I didn't know if we could do it. I'm driving in and going, wow, I'm not really feeling today's show. Quite frankly, my note sheet, it's all right. But it's not, it's nothing that excites me until I did Danny's wall art business idea. And then I got jazzed. It's so jazzed, I made a really ugly looking slide to demonstrate the power of this business idea. So I thought, you know what? We can take a departure from the normal. Like, do you want to really rehash twos and tens? When you pump gas, do you not know inflation is high? Do we need to sit around and have the, the it's not a pity party discussion, but have the same discussion we've been having because we're ahead of the curve, right? Mm-hmm. That's, when you go to the website, there's a, there's a specific reason why uh, it's labeled. Uh, this says right here, tomorrow's insights. Mm-hmm. We're not a rehash. Mm-hmm. We're showing you what's happening in real time and what we believe is going to be happening, it's not not predictive, but it's, it's reality. Like, hey, this is where this market is headed. Probabilities. Yeah, it's probability-based. And so we've been talking about this stuff for what feels like a very long time, longer than the mainstream media, right? Mm-hmm. And so, um, which got me thinking, because Danny rushed in. I think Danny sent a text to the group that might be six years old. Uh, and Don goes, Danny, is this current news? And um, Which then Danny and I had a discussion about ideology versus reality, right? And so if you were, uh, and a lot of this oftentimes markets and politics do intermingle, and ideology would be um, everything bad, right? You're you're watching the news, whatever your news of choice is, and they're telling you everything's bad. So you develop the mentality, everything bad. But you cannot fathom in God's green earth why the S&Ps are trading at 45.13 and not two, <laughs> right? You're like... This is bad. I mean, really bad. Do do, do they not know? I don't know why I'm doing a pseudo Mr. T voice. By the way, he got his
3: fifth vaccine
2: the other day, fourth. I don't know. He boosted, and he pities the fool who doesn't get
3: the boost. I just want to know why you know that about Mr. T yeah,
2: that's a, yeah. for, for more on Mr. T news. <laughs> yeah. Check out your money. I've got boss hog news. I still Dim, haven't got follows him on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was feeding Graham and he was trending on Twitter. Okay. Yeah. And I was describing his act before the show. There's a move where if my phone is uh Graham where you can like, sometimes when Graham's not paying attention to the, uh, to the bottle, like I gotta, like I gotta, I gotta cradle his butt. And i got to hold him a little closer. And we got to have eye contact. Like, I'm into you. You're into me. You're feeding. Aww. But sometimes when he's, when he's doing it on his own, I can sneak my hand out of there. And I can hold the phone while I'm still cradling enough because I'm feeding because I'm left-handed. And I can scroll and feed. And that, my friends, is what we call 2AM multitasking. And that's how I know. That Mr. T has got like either I don't think there's a fifth booster shot, but he got number four. He was the first one in line. And he's like, I pity the fool, this thing ain't over. And he's and I'm so like, brave. Oh my gosh, right? I could see Mr. T. Do you remember the Mr. T cartoon? Anybody? I no, a little it was 1980s. So yeah. yeah. I I, I want to remember it. It was like Mr. T and cool. a bunch of kids running around in a van. And I want to just tell you about <laughs> right, exactly. It was his van. So they and... got
0: rid of scooby doo and put in Mr. T. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, man.
2: Like, <laughs> like it's Like, hey, there's this man with a mohawk and a lot of change, driving around in a van with a bunch of kids. The 80s were a weird time, man, I'm yeah. telling you. Boss hog news. Oh, oh, oh news, Ver- ideology versus reality. So reality is we aren't fault. Look at this, look at this. Markets I've gone up a couple points since I started talking. And so there's a lot of ugliness in the world right now. You don't need me to tell you what it is. There's a lot of strain in the world. You don't need me to tell you what it is. But what we do here at Revere is super interesting. So I say ideology versus reality. And we, Danny and I start talking. And usually when that happens before the show, I ask Danny, don't talk to me, uh, which is a great way to say, uh, I don't want to know what you're thinking before the show. Now, I can't get away with that Monday through Thursday. <laughs> I can only get away with that on Fridays. But I, believe me, I punched that. Save cup. it for
0: the show. That's yeah, your favorite Save, line save on it on for Friday. the
2: show, man. I don't, don't tell me. Tell the audience. And so, because I want to be just as interested in the audience as well, and I want to have a natural reaction to whatever it is you're saying. So, um, we talk about ideology versus reality. He goes, Well, we know we are a little bit defensive, uh, meaning uh, the portfolio in, portfolios. The, shop. in, yeah, shop. in, in yeah. the shop. And I said, Yeah, I know that, but that's based on reality. That's not based on an ideology of everything bad. It's based on uh, the charts. It's based on the charts. And so, if the reality is that everything's good, even though the reporting is bad, you, so it's uh, the market analogy, and this is not mine, this is someone I, I respect. Uh, I heard this years ago, so I don't, I'm trying not to butcher it, but it's uh, strong convictions loosely held. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so uh, strong, convic- strong convictions loosely held allows you the opportunity to be mentally flexible. Because what happens, stock, nerds, and market lovers, we get into it, everything bad, how can it be good? And look, and, and it doesn't even have to be stocks and markets, it could just be your life, right? It could be something in your life and it's got you in like, a, I don't want to say the um, whirlwind of negative thought, but everybody's had the whirlwind of negative thoughts and it consumes you and then you can't get out of your own way and everything you see happens to be a roadblock and not an opportunity, which now, so we'll move on from that, okay? And I got to give this Boss Hog update. Normally, I would save this for like um, the transitions. Mm-hmm. But dude, Boss Hog, if I told you, and by the way, can we get, uh, you know what, I don't want to do. I, but, well, let me tell you, first off, I didn't know Boss Hog's name, Sorrell Brooke. They're not making many Sorrells anymore. Okay? That's the first thing. Sorrell Book, not Brooke, Book, dude was a lieutenant in the United States Army during the Korean War. So someone's gonna say, how did you find this? So I will tell you the the, the linkage, okay? So I'm feeding Graham, okay? And I'm scrolling, but this time I'm scrolling through Facebook, okay? And um, because I have enough military things, you know the algorithm, it feeds you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so it feeds me a feed called the giant killer. Yeah,
0: and, yeah I get it. Oh, you get, oh yeah. Oh, I know, like do, it, I like yeah, it. Yeah. Well, but, I love his history. This, I saw that same thing. It was yesterday. Right. Oh, hold on,
2: hold on. And for for others of us, what is
0: the giant killer? That's like
2: a page of history. It's or, a page or, of uh, just um, war heroes. War heroes. War heroes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, did, like, did, like, did, oh, yeah. That's did, great. They did, yeah. did really well. Cool. Like, well, it's not even war heroes. Like sometimes it's just a photo. Like yesterday's photo. I can't remember it. I don't like actively go to it. Yeah. Whatever they're serving me up, I'm eating.
0: Just sure. co- just comes through the feed. Yeah. Shameless plug.
2: This guy here. So I'm going to tie this together. This guy here, which we can all agree, if we just got Danny, not a top hat and cane, but a white coat and white hat. Yeah. Can we see it? This guy might be on the thumbnail. This might just be thumbnail material. Wow. Yeah. There's something there, right?
1: Wow. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. Damn, Dan.
2: Wow. But this guy is a... Hey, hold on. I
0: Me, mean, there's my pay. There's two paychecks I'm not signing this week.
3: Hunter, Ooh. you up? You, you want to say anything? You want to say anything, Hunter? I didn't say anything. <laughs> all right, all right.
2: <laughs> so this guy was. Uh, so listen to this. Um, uh, fluent in five languages, including Russian and Japanese. He earned degrees from Columbia and Yale, and served in the United States Army during the Korean uh, during the Korean War as a officer, wow. counterintelligence officer. Counterintelligence officer. And it, so now this ties into something actual, uh, a little bit more serious. So there was a poll out recently, hey, like, you, you know, like what, what Ukrainians are doing, standing up to, to Russians, mm-hmm. would you, you know, like they're asking, you know, Gen Xers and, and uh, millennials, hey, would you do the same thing? And, and, and the poll came back that they wouldn't. That they would not. They would not. And it just made me, when I saw this, I'm like, what a different generation. Like, and, and, and just think about this for a second. What, I know, like, they've been labeled as the greatest generation, you know. Uh, by the way, we lost uh, uh, Sorrell uh, at the age of 64, way too young. Um, there were sports, I mean, we, we make it, uh, it, rightfully so, um, Pat Tillman was the uh, safety or the cornerback for the Cardinals that went. went and yeah, and I'm quite sure there were a couple more, but not, not as famous right. as Pat Tillman. But back then, it was, uh, maybe before they were famous, but it's not like they didn't want to become actors anyway. But a bunch of actors, a bunch of singers.
0: Oh, yeah, especially during World War II. A right? bunch of
2: athletes, yeah, yeah. like famous people. Stop, you know, uh, Jerry Coleman uh, of Yankees and uh, Padres fame. I mean, um, uh, uh, the batting champ, the Splendid Splinter. Uh, someone tell me his name from the Boston Red Sox. Uh, if someone.
1: Ted registered. Williams.
2: Thank you. Um, they flew together in Korea. Like there is just, I mean, history is riddled with this and maybe it was a different time. Uh, but the, the poll was a little bit shocking to me uh, that if Ukraine is about the size, if you don't know, Ukraine is about the size, uh, take the Eastern seaboard, like Philadelphia, New Jersey, up to Chicago. Right. And it's a little, you know, it's a little wide, uh, or deep. And, I mean, imagine if uh, the western half of our country was okay, like Lviv almost, but the eastern to central part of our country was a part of it was under immense attack, and and so you imagine that, and then you have a poll: Hey, would you would you fight to go defend know, the country? Defend the country, and the poll comes back no. And and, and then you juxtapose that with the, the, these amazing human beings who had just like today's. People promising lives, opportunity in front of them, into this war, and I—I uh, I wonder if the I, we we could have a discussion about this all day. But I think the juxtaposition of who would then become—I mean, what a great actor, right? Uh, to to play this character, uh, everlasting as Boss Hog, uh, iconic. Uh, but here he five languages, counter it went willingly serving in Korea. Korea, by the way, uh, is no uh, easy, not often talked about because it comes right on the heels of the the, the Second World War. Uh, One of the Marine Corps, some of the Marine Corps' fiercest battles Mm -hmm. fought in Korea, the Chosen Reservoir, uh, where I believe it's Chesty Puller. He's surrounded, all his Marines are surrounded by Koreans. I mean, just surrounded. They're gonna get destroyed, right? And Chesty looks up and says, and Chesty Puller, just a famous Marine, Looks up and says, oh, we got him where we want him. Yeah, got him right where we want him. Got him right where we want him. Which then leads me to now my business idea. It's like a shark tank, except you didn't know it was coming, right? Because Marines are optimists. And if you didn't know, I was a Marine. Right, so Hold on. A real quick bit of live production. I, Tim, I got to fix your camera shot. Every time you hit the desk, it goes flying. Hold on. <laughs> oh, it does? Yeah. Hey, let's just do I it. I love that you're excited. Let's yeah. live I produce mean, this keep, thing. Keep doing your new thing, yeah. yeah play okay, play. So, so Marines are optimists. Can... Chesty, Chesty Puller is surrounded, right? They're in a reservoir. Like they're, 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 They got them all above them. And Chesty Puller is like, we got them where we want them, which is no more proof positive to me that Marines are always optimistic going to fight our way out of any situation. So, this idea is all based on optimism. Okay. So, but you have to know, I have to lay the groundwork for it, though. Let me just show you. Uh, let me just lay the groundwork real quick for people who didn't listen to last week's show. Shame on you. Go please listen to it. Um, Danny has stock certificates of failed companies on his wall.
0: They're all, all uh, wait, ashamed, wait all are, are
2: they all failed? Or
0: bailed? Well, they got bailed
2: okay, out. Okay, bailed out. So, Danny calls it a wall of shame. And, I, and, and so, um, on this show, um, a reoccurring theme, not for a while, though uh i love talking about i like collectibles like i like that hunter's what well, i want to be careful i say this i about to, i was about to say i love that hunter's into gambling but it, it's not that i think hunter's in the probabilities and numbers i don't think hunter is a degenerate degenerate no, at, at the 1989's otb and so which is off track betting which is a racetrack where you know, you can just bet anyway so anyway like i like that hunter's mind is creative like that trying to think of the probabilities to put himself in a position to win. like That's interesting to me. I like talking to him about that. Don't do it enough. I like talking about collectibles with Hunter because Hunter has some really interesting friends that are like sniping things off of websites the moment they drop. That's interesting to me. Collectibles market, if you don't know, is extremely uh, lucrative and extremely hot, okay? And so I'm thinking about, Danny, I honest to Jesus have no idea why this popped in my head. Maybe I was just trying to figure out something else to think about other than Bumblebee the Transformer. And I don't know why, Remy, his feet aren't going back in so you can stand him up. (laughs) I'm trying to drive on the George Bush, which is like the Autobahn of Texas. I I, got to focus here. Doesn't matter. But we came up with it, and now we're going to make a segment about it. Okay, you ready? No. Good. That means yes.
0: So let okay, me do this. mark this place on the on, on the show, <laughs> yeah, uh, Zach, because we
2: may have to just cut yeah, it out. Yeah, yeah. All right. No, you know, I, I, a I transition. Let me yeah. see if uh, in, in this case, Danny, no means yes. So look at your. Can you give? Can you pop up my screen? Yes. Okay. So Netflix is not a failed company. I've already named it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I've already named the thing. So we're going to have first move. We can do this now. Like we can implement this business plan now. Right. So it's Syrah. Syrah Syrah.com. Okay. And I'll explain what it means at the end. S E R A H. Yes. Syrah. Syrah. Like, not K Syrah. I know you're going to explain that just for the, you know, for listeners at home who can't see us on YouTube. By the way, thank you. Okay. First mover advantage in this niche, we're creating the market and we need to think about what can be value added. So in the collectibles market, it's not that you have a rookie of, uh, Mickey Mandel or whatever the, whatever the card is. Or, or, by the way, tickets, like ticket stubs to Michael Jordan's first game, man, like really big. It's not, VHS tapes are really big. Believe it or not, I'm going to show you this stuff in a minute. Um, collectibles market is, is obviously huge to anyone who's been paying attention. And if you haven't been, I'm, I'm telling you now, and I'm going to show you some things. But graded, And what the grading does, so now we'll come over here to the right-hand side of your screen, the grading creates authenticity right like you can do a dna chain like you can figure out where for us it's stock certificates okay mm-hmm. so i want you to, so we take the stock certificates people can mail in their stock certificates okay and we grade them and we can actually probably create value based on grades like are the corners like just like a just like a sports card
3: mm-hmm.
2: i can't see hunters 100 mildly interested
3: do I have him? Drive his attention. All right, so you're basically you're basically saying grading stock certificates like PSA and some of those grade uh, sports cars.
2: Hunter gets it. Mm-hmm. So, but then I think we can actually create rookie stock certificates. Like there's rookie cards, right? Mm-hmm. So a Mickey Mantle from whenever his rookie year was is worth a ton more than like 14 years in. Right. What were the first issue, the first year issue stock certificates? Those are rookie. Stock certificates. Mm-hmm. But we grade them, and we assign them just like a 1 through 10, just like every other grading company. Uh, what do the corners look like? Is the print faded? How's the coloring? Is there a coffee stain? Did someone use their coffee mug as, as a coaster, right? We give them a quick turnaround. And I think we can actually add anywhere from 50 to 100% more value than whatever they're trading for right now on eBay. Now, look at the left-hand side of your screen. We can also be a marketplace. We can facilitate the transaction. They can sell on eBay, but we can facilitate it. Or or we can, we can make each one of these certificates their own little company, and we can, sh- we can sell them fractionally as IPO. Hunter, this is no different than what Rally Road is doing.
3: Oh, yeah. Yep.
2: Exactly. And now then we can take it a step
3: There's another company. There's a bunch of shares type things.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Nobody's doing it in the space that you and I are talking about right now. Okay. And I think this is untapped that I'm not being facetious when I say it, it sounds a little harebrained because you're like, Tim, you thought of it. This is really not a great presentation, but the best ideas can be explained on the back of a napkin or a real crappy slide now. (laughs) i love the positivity that's because i'm a marine i got them right where i want them sure you sure do so now you're like this is not for me and the stock nerds there is someone out there screaming at me enough with this tim but i pers i go on because i had a ups pilot tell me that he seems smart for being a marine and that's
0: all (laughs) and that's all i needed to march forward One little compliment. I told that same pilot, don't let him fool you. Why,
2: <laughs> why can't we
3: trade old stock certificates like baseball cards? We
2: can. Why aren't we, can. we doing that? I just that?
3: looked on eBay. I think, well, I'm about we're to blow. Enron.
2: Oh, they're all over. Watch this. So now let's talk about the value of things.
0: Are you ready? I'm ready.
3: Are you
2: ready? So we're going to talk about the value of things real
0: quick. And it's rarity because a lot of them have millions of shares outstanding. Oh, so.
2: oh I didn't cover the last part of it. So let me go back to Saraz.com. So... Syrah, oh, eggs, click to exit full screen, pardon me. It's loading. Uh, so uh, think product and certificate. So now we could actually grade, if we wanted to, right? We could just stick to our knitting, which is grading stock certificates or war bond. So any kind of certificate, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, now if we wanted to do iconic product and stock certificate, think Atari, think Apple, from the early, you know, mm-hmm. and so, so what is, what is, what is the value of things? And so let me just, I'm not going to go through all of this, but uh, factory sealed gaming cartridges uh, for certain ones, 75,000 to 100,000. Atari games, right? Ton of money. I'm going, look, all these links, not the presentation, but all these links will be in the, uh, the show notes, right? Playstations going for $1,000. Apples, I mean, just any, any kind of thing with a Mac. A new, old iPhone. Forty five hundred dollars, right there. Like, oh, I got a few of those. Yeah. Right, <laughs> so I, grab I, that old iPhone. Look, you guys. look at this. Uh, for there. example, <laughs> a U two edition of the thirty gigabyte iPod sold for ninety thousand dollars. Right, Commodore sixty four, which we were discuss I, uh, which we were discussing before. Yeah, so sell- yeah. they sell for a bunch of money on eBay. So you get the idea. Let me just go through a few more here. So that was one. Let's go to uh, link two. Oh, I can't go to link two. I can. Link two. Freddy Krueger, rare first edition VHS sealed. It's not even graded. By the know. way, they grade these things. That's $6,000. There's a ton of these, right? Like, that's one example. Do your research, folks. They're, when you grade them, they're worth 50 to 100% more, okay? Because it adds that. It's that level of authenticity that's right. super interesting. It verifies that this is valuable.
3: Well, and right. Rare. And, and, Actually, I have a good point here on the, on the grading topic. Oh yeah. Because it actually applies to markets here. So, and I know this because I deal with these graded cards and non-graded cards all the time. So when you have graded cards, the liquidity massively increases because people want those graded cards. You get way more interest, way more bids when they're graded as opposed to when they're not. So your market liquidity goes way up when you start working with the graded cards because that's what the real people with money want for that's what the well, because it's be been audited. Doing, yeah, it's been audited. It's been we. Terrifying. It's been assigned. We
2: can become the clearinghouse, the auditors. We can become the. Uh, and by the way, not Danny. Just a side note. Danny loves being judgmental. There would be nothing better than Danny's <laughs> day than looking down at this stuff, going bad, good. Come on, you get to grade other people's stock certificates. Oh yes, my gosh, it. Danny would be. Could you be, imagine? Danny I mean, would great... be in Boss Hog Heaven. Yeah, what a so great job. Now. Look at these masters from when Tiger Woods first PSA 9 DNA cert- certification. It was sold. These are sold. These aren't listed. Yeah. These are, these are sold listings. So you don't want to ever do what we could list anything for a gazillion dollars, right? It's what it itself. You always look at sold listings. So that'll give you an idea of what the market truly is. I'm telling you, the market is huge for this. And so, um, uh, do I, look, I might have one or two more more interesting things. If not, I'm, we're just gonna move on. But you get the idea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what we charge for the service. To start out, it's gotta be, uh, we want people to use it. This, this doesn't exist. Someone out there's like, why are you giving this business idea away? Let me explain something. Anybody can have an idea. It's the ability to execute on your ideas uh, that actually makes the difference here. And I can execute on this idea. But why, why talk about it? Why not save it for yourself if it's such a great idea? Because it's Danny. Danny's the one who gave me the idea. Now we got stock certificates on the screen. So here are what some of these stock certificates are selling for right now. Oh, wow. Right. The, and, the, and this isn't like huge money. This isn't Freddy Krueger VHS sealed tape It money. depends on the rarity. Some of them are. But but, yeah. but, but we are the ones. So when, so when you say rarity, Danny, so what happens is when PSA or these grading companies get um, uh, a Michael Jordan that's only, like, like uh, there's only a handful of them left. The, the rarity that you're talking about, right. there's another level of rarity that exists when it says it's called population, and it will go PSA. Like, if it's a PSA 10, which is the highest grade, um, it's a PSA 10, and the, and the listing person will say population of one or pop one. Mm-hmm. There's only one PSA 10. There might be a gazillion of these Michael Jordan cards, but there's only one PSA 10 going to Hunter's Point. It makes it extremely valuable. This is an idea, so we need people to send us their certificates, so then we can grade them, and and, and I'm t- we can do this on Shopify. Uh, I was gonna say as somebody, somebody in the show should send one in. We could do it, do it live on the air. Oh well, yeah, like do we, we do would, a little we, five minute segment, and, y'all we, can... and unlike PSA, we would actually give you the criteria. Yeah, sure. And we can tell if they're altered. Like if you alter a sports card, it, it instantly like worth nothing can alter these stock certificates. Obviously can't send us. Because you don't want to be buying fakes. There's so many fake Michael Jordan rookie cards out there that you, you got to be really careful. So what does, so, by the way, Syrah is available for $70 on GoDaddy. What is Syrah? Shares spelled backwards. Oh, wow. That, oh. <laughs> so I was thinking about how to name it. And because my brain works in a dyslexic way, which is the next topic, uh, I'm like, oh, we'll just do Syrah. Which is share spelled backwards? It's not bad. Somehow I could see that in my brain that that's what we should be doing. Yeah. Um, I, I, if you want to know the the honest the money that's pouring into this space, we would. I want to be careful how I say this. You should be careful how you say this. I think we can make a tremendous amount of money. I think it's a valuable service. I think people like the history of what's tied here, and I think this is an idea. What do you think? You can, you can uh, on it. Oh, I'm sorry. uh, Bleep that out. You can, you you can, you can not like the idea. I'd have to think about it, but I think there are people already doing that. There's no one doing this. Not, not the way I just described it.
0: Okay. Where are they grading them? Well, in 2008, during the financial crisis, I immediately tried to go by Bear Stearns and, and, and uh, Lehman before they went belly up and they went bankrupt so fast. I couldn't buy a couple shares for a few dollars and get them pay $35 to put them in certificate form. I had to buy them right in afterward yeah. from someone for like three. That's not what bucks. I described. Well, all I'm saying is rarity like the the White Star lines a Titanic. Yeah. I've got that stock certificate. The, that cost me a lot of money cuz right. it's very it's rare. The
2: it's grading rare. is what that White Star certificate. Now, listen, I haven't set the grading criteria. You might have you might have a uh, a Shira 1. Not right, a PSA right, one. Right, right. Yeah, I mean it might be a poor grade. Yeah. Be nice to the grader. So um, really, you're not going to lie for that. That was a joke. No, but no, the, the, let it the, sit there. <laughs> <laughs> the grading is what. The grading is what makes it's you're not
0: creating a liquid market. I, yeah,
2: yeah. You're, crea- you're creating the whole marketplace. Mm-hmm. It's not. It, it, it's not even a certificate. It doesn't matter what the certificate is. It, it, it matters that people want it preserved and graded. Not and not the way you have it preserved. Preserved for secondary investment and resellability. Right.
0: And then I guess the only other thing you'd have to look at is how many certificates out there are rare to have lots of value. You know,
2: you, 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 you'll never know.
3: just look in here. Yeah. Uh I found a Tesla one for 13 grand a second ago. Uh, Original Tesla, one share pre-split 13 grand. I found a original meteor crater exploration and mining company. Very rare for 5,000. That sold a couple of weeks ago. So, nice. uh, There's probably few and far between, but there are some probably highly desirable, very rare ones, and, and imagine like the original companies, now, the old American
0: companies. Now that Tesla share has to have been. Just to be clear, that Tesla share has to have been redeemed and put in electronic form, and the guy just kept the certificate. He found right. a lost certificate right. share because that that one, that, share. that one for that one share all, with all the split adjustments. If it was still a good share. It would be worth that much. Right. That, that's or a whole more. other issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what we would do
2: is trace its validity. Right. Like this can't be because Tesla would be like the most popular, I, right. I would think. Right. Just like Hunter uh, was talking about Tesla. We want to make sure that we can trace back an owner. Right. Like it was, it actually wanted, we, we want to make sure that
0: it's not a fake. Yeah, that would be interesting on how to do that. Kind of interesting. So you know what they do with share certificates once they've been redeemed? Mm-hmm. Got it is they take a little hole puncher and they just punch a couple holes in it. Yeah, So if fine. you look on my wall, a bunch of those that are framed actually had some, the ones that went bankrupt, they didn't need to do that because they're bankrupt. They're, right. they're not worth anything, but the ones that were redeemed to put electronic, they put a little hole. What do
2: you think, Hunter? I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure.
3: It's a, it's a, the question for me would be the volume of how many stock certificates are sold on a daily basis in interest, but, my assumption would be it's more of a niche market within the kind of the collectible space.
2: Oh, extremely um, niche.
3: But, yeah. but you know, for finance people, especially wealthier financial people, uh, that might be something that they could be interested in and something they pay a lot of money for. You so know, it's, it's so, very interesting. So I need I've to
0: value my wall. I need well, to. well, well, <laughs> well,
2: yeah. well actually we would use your stock certificate. So do you know what a PSA graded card looks like? Are you familiar? I mean, I've seen. Well, I'm not going to do it live. Sports cards that yeah, 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 that are graded. Yeah, yes. Yeah, okay. So that's You know, I'm not going to do it live. I, it might be one of these links I put in there. Uh, literally, just this together. When I, while you were trying to talk to me, I'm like, no, I want to get this out of my head. Um. Uh, that's the you. You got to encase it in a way that preserves it so it doesn't yellow. Yeah, 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 And and we have to have you have to have established criteria. What what makes it a ten versus a nine versus what makes it a one, um, like that whole punch thing, might might decrease. Oh, no, sure, sure, right. And so it's interesting though because a lot of these grading, like the uh, I believe the gaming, the, the uh, PSA bought the video game grader because that was a such a specific niche. PSA is like I, we don't want to develop this this uh, skill set on our own. We'll just acquire it. Mm-hmm. Big money. If you get good enough at the niche. You'll just get bought. Well,
0: the good, the good news is there's, there's only about five, maybe six, clear the, the, the transfer agents in the country yeah. that, can, that, that manage and, and watch all the stock certificates. It's almost like with the DNA,
2: we could almost do like an Ancestry.com report.
0: No, no right. And, you but, don't have to use people's names. You'd have to get those companies on board because they've got all the information. I don't think you need, you just need to know if it's
2: real or not. You don't need the certificate. You don't need to know and, and what year it was issued. I don't think you need to know all the personal data behind okay, it. Like you don't need all that. Okay. All right. So that was something different. First time segment. I'm not sure there'll be a second time segment, <laughs> but uh, look, we could, we could discuss all the, all the stuff that everybody else is discussing or we can, if, where, where's Danny going? Oh my gosh. He's never folks. The, go back to the empty chair. Oh, he's got got the book. I thought that was like a phone call or something. What's going on? Yeah. He smiled. All right. What do you you got? What is that? This
0: is the art. This is the art of the stock market. So it goes back all the way to the 1800s. And it's got pictures of stock certificates.
2: That's also why I think this works, because it is art. And a lot of it is um, not not neoclassical. It's... uh, the style of uh, the Empire State Building. Um, oh yeah, and you got different. Why can't I think of that you, period? You
0: got different Victoria. decades no. that have different styles. Yeah, like they go through this Art Deco and all this, art the Art Deco is what that, I'm trying to think for of for that for that year that yeah. uh, that decade was Art Deco. Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of them are Art Deco. I think I think the art piece, along with the history piece, is what makes it collectible. The grading is what is everything that Hunter said. And then I think, there's a, there, I think there's money to be made here. But there is we, a, uh, God. I was going to say, there is a stunning amount of graphic design work that goes into old prints. And that yeah. was, they didn't have computers. That was printing press Oh, stuff. you ought to look through that. That's Yeah, quite, like it's, there it's really is cool. some really fascinating That's work. part of the yeah. DNA. And by mm-hmm. the way, do you know what those, if you could find the plates that printed some of these certificates. Yeah. So in, oh, sport, in sports memory. card uh, trading, uh, Tops will send out in their cards the plate. Mm-hmm. And it's a one-on-one. Yeah. And they're super valuable. And so, um, you find the plates of these things. But the art but who is the artist? Like th- like there's a whole lineage. Right. I think that and then it, it, not only is it a collectible, right? Like if you have a Mickey Man, I, I pick your favorite athlete. You have Michael Jordan, Mickey Man card. Like everybody knows what it is, right? Like you, you, if you want to show it off at a party, but you could actually have this in, in its encased form. And 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 at a, at a get together, or you want to, it's on your wall or whatever. You want to talk about it? Well, you have the lineage and the history yeah. behind it, right? Which I think makes that even more uh, valuable. Yeah. Because what are you going to do with a Freddy Krueger VHS tape? <laughs> Nothing. Right. You put on a shelf. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and and like, oh hey, this is Freddy Krueger. You're not going to watch it. No. But this thing you could actually manipulate, uh, and it's encasing. Anyway, lot to be. There's a lot more that goes to this, but with uh, the power of Shopify and. Uh, Developing a list, I, I, get, I bet you we could uh, take out one interesting Facebook ad, get, get an interest list of 5,000 people, email them. Uh, they've got some, we could figure this out. Send us your stock certificate. I'm putting yeah. you in charge of that, Tim. All, All right. right. We'll send them back. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you think about it, like whatever the service might cost, like 50 to $75, um, two-week turnaround. There's probably a rush. There's, a, there's an upsell there, too. There's, a, there's money in that. All right. All right. Um, this chart. So I was talking about dyslexia. This is the rate chart. I asked Danny about this before the show. So last week, Hunter and Don uh, were like, Tim, you're reading the chart wrong. And I, I don't even know what I said. And so they, I, I, well, I think what I said, well, and if I didn't say this, I, I, don't, I should have gone back and listened to it specifically, but it's confused me all week, and I wanted to ask, about it again on the show. Um, I looked at this chart, and I've been looking at this chart for forever, that there is an 81% chance of a 75 to 100 basis point uh, move by the Fed next month. Like here's about a 20% chance. I, and I, if I'm wrong, look, I, I could be very wrong here. If I didn't say that last week, and I said something backwards, that, that's complete sense because I'm, I'm dyslexic half the time. Uh, but if I did say that, and I'm still wrong, then I'm confused. And I asked Danny about this before the show, and Danny, Danny thought, interpreted the information the way I interpret it. And I'm asking generally, Hunter and Don. Um, I read this. Here's the target uh, basis point. Because I, I, if I have a question about it, I'm quite sure someone watching probably had a question too. There is a 0% chance now of a 25 to 50 or 25 to 49. Yeah,
0: because they have 50
2: overlapping right, on right. both
0: Rose, yeah.
2: Going into the May meeting today, this is that's what now means. It means today, forty-nine to seventy-five percent chance. There's a twenty percent chance of that that they're going to do a forty, excuse me, a fifty to a seventy-five basis point raise. No, no. Okay, thank you. Well, hold on a second. One day ago, it was these numbers. One week ago, one month ago. Okay, Don, what am I missing? That is a genuine question. It's not me looking.
1: Other than because just- what you have circled in purple says target rate. So what the chart actually means is what is the target rate going to be after the next meeting? And there's a 0% chance that it's going to remain unchanged okay. because it's currently at 25 to 50. There's a 25% chance that they're going to raise 25 basis points, which would put it at 0.75. And there's an 80% chance that they're going to raise 50 basis points, which would put it at 100 or one. Yes, I agree with that.
3: That's, okay. what I, that's how I okay, that, that, that,
2: that makes sense. That's uh, what I'm missing. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, fair. Makes make sense. It's well, not
1: the amount that they're going to raise, it's what the probability of where it ends up. To, uh-huh. Where yeah. it ends up,
0: right? Okay,
2: okay, so okay. I was misinterpreting the word target. And
0: that's not really that clear on the. They should.
2: they should. Well, that's why I asked. Like if I had a question about it and I was confused, why not just ask 100 Okay, that explanation, and I'm hoping that that helps. Uh, if it's not that clear, you don't think that is that clear?
0: No, now, now no. that Don explained that, okay, I yeah. get it I'm,
2: I'm hoping we help the stock and the market lover uh, out there. So markets, we'll get the Hunter here next. Um, Danny, did you have anything on rates? I, I vaguely have a note here.
0: What? So the one thing I wanted to, to mention is you're getting all these articles now. You're getting all these, and basically it's from the investment banks and the bond people because they're getting really nervous, and bonds have performed really poorly this first quarter stocks are, i mean they've just as bad as stocks are worse and and they're kind of so you see all these articles about well it's not about the quarter or six months it's it, for diversification and it's you know 5 10 20 year outlook you don't you don't want to throw you know you, you want to stay the course mm-hmm. they're trying to talk people into not fleeing from bonds or being able to issue new bonds and underwrite them cuz right now you know trading volume has has gone down and 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 right now, value stocks are under are outperforming growth stocks pretty significantly this first quarter because the blue sky is getting wrung out. You know, these the, the the multiple expansion, the PEs are getting compressed, and so and that's that's kind of a a big red flag. So the old adage, "So goes January, so goes the year." Well, you didn't have a good January, and so you know your antenna ought to be up, and you ought to be at least be. Uh, defensive. So that's one thing I want to talk. The other thing I want to talk about, and I'd like to get Don's take on this because this is kind of an interesting th- idea. You know, most people think that, that, and myself included a lot of times, is that rising rates is good for the banks, right? Because they can charge a higher loan rate when they loan money out. And it, normally when rates go up, they can borrow cheap from the Fed or from other banks and they can lend at a higher rate. And so normally rising rates is pretty good for banks. But when I was doing some research, when you go back to the three main times that they really increased interest rates, and that was uh, 65, 84, 94, right? When the Fed significantly rose rates, not just a little bit, but rose. Because there was a period from 03,
2: to oh seven, they rose the rates fifteen times.
0: Yeah, this so
2: they weren't significant. They were just yeah,
0: little bits at a time. So the time, times that they did that, okay. uh, uh, these now back in the in the sixty five, all these banks were actually private. They were private partnerships. They weren't actually public yet. These investment companies. But the main thing is, so these big banks now, now that they're not just like a lending commercial, your residential bank down the street, they're all the big banks are. You know, brokers and and investment banks, their banking their bond revenue because they're not issuing bonds and their bond trading shrinks significantly. Plus, with the with the rates kind of slowing down the economy, if you raise them too fast, their loan demand goes down, and so a lot of these banks actually did kind of poorly after a significant rate rise. Now, so did this bond market, so did the stock market, but these banks actually underperformed, which really isn't. The, the common, the, 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 the common knowledge, most people think that, you know, and, and, but when you look back, when the Fed raises rates just incrementally, the banks do pop, they do go right. up. But if you do it too fast, it, it generally hurts the banks. And that was kind of, uh, I, I just thought that was kind of a, uh, an interesting, an interesting point. Enough. All right, let's uh, use that as
2: a launching pad. Hunter, uh, what's on your watch list? What you're looking at, and then we'll uh, get to Don. And then I have uh, one last thing. Mm -hmm.
3: Sounds good, man. So, first, we're going to talk about REITs and real estate because, like Dan said, a lot of the more value oriented stuff has been acting better, uh, and setting up and showing relative strength. So, uh, Tim, if you could pull up O for me.
2: Oh, this is I used used to drive this is out in San Diego, I used to drive either headquarters. Every day
3: yeah, so this is the reason I bring this one up is uh, it's got a decent looking chart along with most of the other REITs uh, It's actually picking up a double bottom pattern on the daily over about the last six months but uh, this stock actually or this REIT pays a monthly dividend and that's kind of what they're known for If you go to their website I think they're they're called Realty Income Corporation uh, I think they have trademarked the monthly dividend company so this is a company that pays a monthly dividend um, and they are they have a bunch of corporate leases. So, their top clients are companies like Walgreens, FedEx, CBS, things along those lines. So, I just wanted to bring up a few REITs. We don't talk about it all that much on the show. And I don't think I've mentioned uh, O ever before. Another one, Tim, is PSA. I know this one's been in the 21 over 21, uh, and it is very extended to the upside here. It just continues to work higher on the 8 EMA. And another one here is LAND, L A N D. Uh, I can't find any news in particular on this one, but it is up big time today. 8% uh, has acted like a leading REIT as well. So there's really a lot of these that look pretty good. XLRE is the ETF. That's the most commonly known sector ETF. You can see that also pretty strong. So I just wanted to highlight a few of those as we don't normally talk about those in as much detail, but mainly the O in the sense that it pays that monthly dividend. That's something that I'm assuming most people don't know. Uh, So you don't have to wait till the end of the quarter on that when you get a monthly payment. So Moving along, here. hey Hunter, Hunter, gonna...
0: real real quick, yeah. I I'd like to make one point. So all of those REITs you're talking about actually have the real estate and own the underlying real estate and then do leases or whatever. You got to be careful because sometimes there are REITs out there. They're 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 considered REITs, but they're actually they don't own the actual real estate. They actually do the mortgage paper, and they 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 do the they they write and issue the mortgage paper. And sometimes they'll buy the the the, the, they'll make derivative, they'll mortgage, they'll leverage them up. And when rates go up, they really struggle because it slows down. So, so when you look at those, make sure that you've got the actual, a REIT that's got, that's actually doing the real estate versus just a, a REIT that's, that's issuing paper.
3: Okay. That's a good point, Dan. Uh, Tim, next one I've already talked about actually a couple of times recently, but uranium, you can pull up URA or URNM. Those are the uh, commonly known Uh, ETFs in the space but we talked about a cup and handle that was kind of taking place here on these uh, and it's went sideways a little bit after the handle but it's starting to move higher here uranium up about two percent today roughly uh, pushing above a recent high from back around march 23rd or so uh, as you can see there so uranium continues to act pretty well Uh, we've also seen some of the uh, industrial names like john deere d-e Uh, had a nice bounce off of 400 yesterday Uh, follow through today in that regard Uh, and also agco agco big time volume on this one over the last three four five weeks as it's moved up the right side of the base it's attempting to reclaim the 21 ema here Uh, but this space has had some life come back into it after kind of basing and then breaking down a little bit in john deere's case so agco and Deere showing some signs of life And then just a couple more here tim uh two i guess we would say cheaper uh, pharma names that are not so commonly talked about i know people are probably familiar with names like pfizer and such but i want to pull these up here hznp it's a name we've talked about in the past horizon therapeutics Uh, and you can look at the chart here a lot of these pharma slash medical stocks kind of look like this over the last six weeks call it uh kind of riding the eight day Um, But the key here is this is a company that is growing EPS, that's growing revenue, and is at a very reasonable valuation. It's more or less the same as the S&P 500's average PE ratio. Uh, Same thing kind of goes for SWAV, Shockwave. These are profitable companies. These are uh, different than necessarily your biotechs that most people kind of assume uh, that If you just looked at these names, they kind of sound like biotech companies, but these are companies that are profitable and the market is rewarding them just like it's rewarded uh, a lot of these other bigger names. Like you can pull up EW or PFE and look at uh, the strength that's been in some of these names as well. And last thing, last one, you're good, man. EWR is the last one I'm going to pull up. There you go. It just looks really similar to what we've seen there. So EWR, EWR.
2: Oh, EWR. i sorry about that.
3: No, you're good. This is one that had a really strong move and kind of flagged to the 21 there and has bounced off of it now back above the 8-day. Uh, also, a less commonly talked about name in the space here, but it, one of those kind of like John Deere and Agco where it really wasn't looking good, and then all of a sudden uh, around the end of February it went on a great run and is continuing to act well. So just wanted to kind of bring some names to the show that are maybe a little bit less commonly talked about so, and uh, have some constructive-looking charts showing some nice relative strength. A lot of these trading relatively close to their all-time highs. So that is going to wrap it up, man. That's all I got today.
2: Love it. Love it. Love it. Don, 21 over 21. Yes. So I'm gonna, God, what you got, man?
3: I'm going
1: to, well, for Hunter's got tonight's video. We're, oh. Uh, we're, we're working on uh, finalizing the replacements for the 21 over 21. There's going to be a five that are dropping out from last week, and they're all growth type stocks. And that is, that leads me into... Uh, what's working and what's not working. What's not working is Chucky. Remember the movie, Child's Play, (laughs) Chucky? Yeah. So C, K, Y, XLC, XLK, and XLY. XLC is communications, XLK is technology, XLY is consumer discretionary. These are absolutely positively not working. They're terrible charts and you can throw financials on top of that XLF because of the Tightening yield curve is why financials and big banks especially are lagging. What is working is uh Hoovery, P-U-V-E-R-E, which is P or State L P. I'm
2: sorry, he cut out there for a second. What, what Don what ticker did you say? Uh XLP XL, XL, oh, so, There you go,
1: buddy. Okay. Staples. I mean, look at that chart. Uh U XLU utilities. XLV that couldn't have been utilities. Yeah. I I I, uh, XLV, I got it there. God, I'm sorry. XLV healthcare. And XLRE real estate, which Hunter just mentioned, and XLE energy, which uh, has been really the a leading sector for quite a bit and is putting in some nice consolidations, but very, very clearly, uh, bring up SPYG. This is the growth half of the S&P 500, struggling to hold on to uh, that support. And then XPYV, the value half. SPYV? S- S- yeah, SPYV. Yep. Very clear which one of uh, those halves of the S and P 500 is working. So, what we're seeing is not a fleeing from the market. Um, I think you mentioned it in your Wednesday video, Tim, holding on uh, to the bottom of the S and P 500. Uh, that the the S and P held support, and that 4550 level, sorry, 4450 level is very key. We held it on uh Wednesday we held it on 30 we've only gotten uh Thursday we've only gotten down as far as 4475 today very important support area for the S&P 500 as a whole over the last 2 days we've uh added XLV and XL I'm sorry SPYV so the value half of the S&P 500 and then particularly focused on healthcare sector within the S&P 500 uh, we know no growth stocks except for Apple. I don't know if you can consider Apple a growth stock. I kind of consider it to be both, actually. Out of in the middle, in yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, and we own Costco, which uh, continues to really do well. Costco such a and, run, uh, company. And two oil stocks, <laughs> uh, Chevron, and yesterday we added Oxy, which is having a great day today. So. Uh, the producers, the oil producers, uh, undercut and reclaimed their 21 yesterday. Pretty much all of the top ones go in the same pattern, and then they're following through to the upside today. And uh, that's where we're focused. That's where um, that's where the money is very clearly flowing, and until that changes, uh, that's, that's where we're going to continue to be focused on. Industrials are lagging XLI uh, mainly because the transports look terrible. IYT. Uh, cuz you, when you think of industrials you think of the Dow Jones industrial and that looks you know okay uh it's performing not quite as good as the value half of the S&P but it's performing just about in line with the S&P but transports are such a big percentage of the XLI ETF within the S&P 500 uh that that that's that that's what's dragging that down dan what do you think uh transports looking terrible says about the outlook for the economy
0: <laughs> well i i don't think it's uh real good I think the cost because of uh, fuel cost I think their costs are going way up and it's really hurting their profits
1: and I pause think- a second And for a while that that impacted any transports that uh, needed a bunch of fuel to run but the trains uh, rails got hit very hard uh, over this past week too we had uh,
2: a great she is a fantastic stock nerd and market lover uh, right in uh-huh. with this very t- with the, with this type of discussion yeah yeah asking asking for thoughts on it i'm really glad you're talking about it the beauty of this show is that we don't talk beforehand some might think that's a train wreck waiting to happen speaking of trains sometimes it is sometimes it is <laughs> sometimes you get pitched a business idea you're like do this a stock show and, uh, you know what you take your chances uh, but this is really interesting to me because it, are we now danny danny was going down this road so did you you saw the news on walmart uh, yesterday, today, Don, did you see this?
1: Uh, what's up,
2: Walmart? Yeah, well, new what truck drivers, new truck drivers are going to get paid between ninety five uh, and one hundred and ten. Yeah, and so that's fantastic. I mean, well, it, is... it's, I'm pro worker, right? Like, this is great. Yeah, there's a thought that I don't disagree with you, Daniel. Like, i I gas obviously this isn't infl- it's, it's all inflationary, mm-hmm. whether it's gas or wages mm-hmm. or um, because uh, I forget if the question was about shipping rates or the transports, the, the person that wrote in mm-hmm. are shipping rates going down because now there, I mean, these, the, the, do you realize this is more than a lot of pilots starting out make like, like I'm talking about regional airline pilots, mm-hmm. like 90, uh, there's a lot of people that have, uh, okay, a truck is a major responsibility. we be really careful here. An airplane is a major responsibility. And your the starting salary is almost twice as much now for a truck driver at Walmart than someone flying you on a small regional airline. Oh, look at Danny's look. Can really?
0: You, can you get that look? Oh, hey, they got, they got a, I, and I And I, and it's got to start at hundred grand. Come on.
2: And I checked. Wow. I, I, have one of my best friends in the world uh, went through that pipeline. Sure. And I we know, were what are you we, talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, sure. we were talking about it because, and I checked with him this morning. I'm like. I can't. Like my inkling was, I was just going to come in and make that assertion. Like, no, wait a minute. I've got a source who who just went from. Can uh, I, go ahead. I want to offer a lukewarm defense. for truck drivers making more than pilots?
3: No, oh, it's not a defense. Here, here it's, it's a,
2: yeah, I know this is lukewarm. Lukewarm defense. Uh, I hear pilots only have to work to get the plane up and down off the ground. Oh, that's as soon funny. as it's up in the air, it's, it's autopilot. <laughs> Truck driver, you got to stay awake. <laughs> hey. Like you can, we don't have right. We don't have robots doing that yet. So like pilots, once it's up in the air, like um, I take a break. Like, yeah, yeah no. sit, I, I'd tra- the cabin I don't know if I'd go that far. I like, once, I once, once heard yeah. cars, not just trucks, but cars, described as uh, missiles moving at seventy-eight miles per hour. Yes, and it's, it's it, yeah, it's dangerous. It's very like dangerous. Like this, this kind of money is going to attract great. Great folks. I, I don't know the trucking industry. I'm not uh, making any assertions about the trucking industry. This is really good money. This is six figures. And by the way, they join the ranks of the average starting salary. Uh, the average salary of a manager of Chipotle is 100k. Okay. Well, sounds bad. When you said it that way. Like, but but that's what. Like, you need. I want to be really careful. Just because you're earning a great salary, to, or. Does not make you responsible and competent? Like, like all, the, all the, the caveats there. But coming out of college, there's a lot of folks not making this that have a, a ton of debt. Mm-hmm. You give somebody the opportunity to earn six figures uh, driving driving a truck. And look, I don't think, if you say what's more glamorous, I, you know, I never wanted to become an airline pilot. I flew helicopters from the Marine Corps, did three, like, I, I had zero desire. And it's, and it's not just like, well, it's a glorified, but I just didn't, it, I used to love that. I used to think that's what I wanted to do. And I just, I just didn't want to do that. Flying from point A to point, like some people do and I just didn't. Um, it doesn't make it right or wrong. Just, but uh, this is really attractive to come. And, and by the way, Walmart in the story is going to pay for your schooling, which can be upwards of $5,000 mm-hmm. to go learn how to
0: drive the big rig. And then this is working for them, or is this independent, or do you know? Working for them. Okay, yeah. yeah. So you're yep. not paying the fuel costs. Right. I was, no, was going to say, no. you got to lease my, your own truck. My, my fr- you to pay my, fuel, So my, we, friend, yeah.
2: my yeah. friend goes, hey, make sure that they're, no, no, you're working for Walmart. You're not. Okay. He, those things that you just said, he, he said, he goes, by the way, John Oliver from HBO just did a segment on this. Uh, like a few shows ago. So I, well, I yeah,
0: like a lot of the Amazon drivers are independent yeah. and they're asking for a big raise because they said, we can't pay the fuel. Right. The fuel's no, too expensive. You're, no, you're
2: right. Walmart wants their goods yeah, right. taken from their right. distribution right. hubs. Yeah, right, and right. this This does what Amazon did. Remember when Amazon, like two years ago, uh, raised their wage to 50, a minimum $15 an hour before, mm-hmm. every, before everybody else did? And then, and then, like, Walmart was forced to come up, everyone else was forced to come up this is going to change the whole trucking landscape. Yep, yep. And I, I don't know if it may, I don't know what UPS and FEDA, I don't know what these people pay. But this is a good job. Mm-hmm. And like, and, and management at a Chipotle, like to run that, you're like, my daughter and I just had Chipotle last night. Like, you, you need people to want to step into these roles. You're running a small business, even though it's a company owned and
0: they're not franchised. <laughs>
2: like that, that just like one Chipotle gets... Food poisoning, that can sink the stock. Yeah, twenty it's a lot of responsibility, 20%.
0: and it's a lot of work. If you're yeah. managing a Chipotle store. That's a yeah. lot of that's a lot of yeah. hours. It's, lot of it,
2: it, it's throughput. It's it, you get one. Like if it, if somebody gets listeria from McDonald's in in Sheboygan, I don't think it has the same effect. If somebody gets uh, listeria from a Chipotle in Dublin, Ohio, like it's much different. It's going to sink that stock tremendously. Whereas it might not affect it. That's my personal opinion. A McDonald's. There's a lot, and and the money they're giving is, is, these are the salaries coming out of college. This is fantastic for the American worker.
1: Yeah. And so. um, A massive majority of the issue with the supply chain is, is that and why all the ships are backed up at the ports is because of of a lack of truck drivers to pick up uh, the cargo, put it on the back of their truck and deliver it.
2: This is going to attract a bunch of people to this industry if they hadn't considered it a career. And it's not glamorous where I was going before. Anyone who's driven the American highways, you know where the clean restrooms are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and you know that sometimes <sighs> truck stops are not where you want your son touching the urinal. At a, you know, <sighs> Remy's four. We don't the, the words "don't touch anything." Uh, you know, are often
1: said. Like
2: it's not as glamorous as flying. Not, air, not
1: pilot and flying J. Those they they're ahead of the curve. Those places yeah. are. Yeah. The people that, that,
2: that specialize in that, like yeah. clean yeah. restrooms, yeah.
0: So, so, Don, what are your thoughts on the, on the transports going down? What are your, your, your thoughts? You think it's a sign that the economy's slowing?
3: Uh,
1: what else could it be? I,
0: I just want to clarify that for the listeners. I knew where you yeah. were going. Oh. I, yeah. I just wanted to yeah. bring that up because I did, I did start talking about kind of a
2: related topic. I don't, I don't know, know if it is. And, and I, I'm, I'm not just saying that to take the other side of the uh, argument. I think that this is a lot a lot to do with inflationary that it's so it, it, it's so exorbitant to fly your goods anywhere right like the the caught like uh signet jewelers what's the ticker for signet signet hunters is it sig sig I want to see this real quick cuz they didn't have supply chain issues okay they're down to everyone's Signet was, because it's jewelry, right? You mm-hmm. can fly it and get it, get it to where you need it to be. Like, you didn't have to wait on it. Mm-hmm. And they were high because they, they had beaten the supply chain issues. Um, I, I wonder if uh, the transports are down because it's now the inflationary. Like, this is big
1: news. Like, all these other retailers. Well, yeah, but that's that that is, the that point. That inflation there's... news. I mean, why, why did it just kick in for uh, about seven days on, on the rails? Uh, uh, I, I it, don't it know. Sen- yeah. It makes sense for the fuel intensive transportation uh, type stocks to be taken a beating. But when all those rails fell like that in five days, and it was after, it was last week after a manufacturing uh, miss data statistic yeah. came out and missed, yeah. and that really kicked it off. And then the IYT yeah, and, just and, fell and, apart. And by that. the way,
0: folks, just to clarify, that's probably the right answer. That probably is because the market is telegraphing in advance that they think the market's going to slow, and we're not. Call, I'm not saying recession, but it could slow significantly. Or it doesn't matter. We may not know the real story. No. The whole point is it's showing up on the charts, and you got to you got to adjust and take action. Which regardless. then
2: goes back to this is yeah. the great way to end this. Before yeah. I listen, I'm going to say this one last. I'm just wrapping th- it up for you. That's I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this one last thing. Put bow on it. Then you need to do the short outro, because I've got one last thing, okay? okay? But this comes back to, this discussion comes back to what we started the show with, ideology versus reality. What we just discussed was ideology. And, and, and what Danny just ended with is, it doesn't matter. Like, transports are going to go back up. Like, who cares? Are they? Are they going to keep stinking? Are we going to short them? No. Like, it, Who knows if they're going to bounce, or when they're going to bounce, or if they're going to bounce. But they're, they're not, they're, they don't look like, they don't, when they, sh- they do, you'll see them on the chart. They charts. sure as hell don't look like this. Yeah. 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 And, and, and this and, is
1: a typically, this is usually a defensive segment of the market that is very clearly not participating in the flow into defensive assets. And that's and that's the ideology
2: versus the reality. Okay, Daniel, uh, to the new website, sir. Let me get you back up here. And please, for once, the short outro.
0: Folks, listen, if you like what you heard, please tell a friend, tell a neighbor, just send them to revereasset.com and have them sign up uh, at the top there. You, they can just sign up or subscribe. And it, in this uh, radio podcast and our daily market insights video will go directly to their inbox as soon as it's ready. We won't spam them or reach out to them in any way. It's up to them to reach out to us. Um, um, if they've got any questions or concerns or just want a complimentary portfolio review, you can email any of us with questions, Dan at Don, Tim, or Hunter, at revereasset.com. And you can always call us old school at 855-REAL-WEALTH. Did the
2: pressure get to you there? I feel like the pressure got to you right nah, there. Oh, it's fine. Okay. No, the, listen, one Look, last thing. Go to the outro for 395 episodes.
1: On occasion, you're allowed to birdwalk. Do oh, there he is. I think, I think he's entitled. He, yeah. he is getting paid this week. Yeah,
0: hey, <laughs> He's getting paid this week. That's <laughs>
2: fantastic. If you want... Um, if you want to see the portfolios we run in this shop, just go to about, about in strategy. You can click on those two, read them, and then you scroll down, and there's where all our contact information is. And when you subscribe, folks, I want to make it really clear. We just send you tomorrow's insights. We don't spam you. There's no messages. You're not going to get any nonsense. We're not even salespeople. Everything we do is word of mouth, and it's you, Stockner's Mark Lover, sending us your, the people you love in your life. And so uh, we are grateful for that. Real quick, uh, I, I don't know if I sound bullish or not bearish. I, 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 I'm indifferent right now, and my indifference comes from this. This is the uh, tw- two things, a couple things. 21 exponential moving average. As long as we hold that line, and this is SPX, this market's not falling apart, right? Like it, that, that's the, that 21 is, the, to me, the granddaddy of all the moving averages, like the weekly 21. And we're holding it. Like We came off the bottom. Right, all the bad news, right, Danny? All the bad news. Eventually, Bears will get worn out. If they can't cut through that line and close decisively below it, they're going to get worn out. And when they get worn out and they throw it in the towel, it, what happens? Rallies. Right.
0: And it, and but what but you could say the same thing for Bulls, too. They well, could get worn out, too, because they're getting tired of the market not going up. Well, that's the, But that's the old Bill O'Neill line. You know, Eventually,
2: both sides get worn out. That's why like Don Don's got limited you heard Don like what he didn't say uh, with the words we have small limited exposure. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't he didn't say like if you're a buy and holder like you're 100% invested you're always invested because you, what you don't realize when you go to stripmalladvisor.com, right? Anywhere in America there's a strip mall, there's a there's an asset advisor next you know. to the vape shop. Next to the vape shop, exactly. <laughs> it's it's can you come back there? Yeah, next to the vape shop, right <laughs> next. next to to, pick
0: shop. up my pick up my vape That's and then right. I'll go check
2: my portfolio. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And the vape shop always has an has a uh, it's right next to the the shaman uh CBD oil dispensary, yeah, Amer- uh, American Shaman. American well, that, Shaman. Well, now, now they burged. <laughs> I I think think American Shaman's a real company. No, American Shaman is a real company, (laughs) right next to the Edward Jones. And so here's the problem. You're 100% invested. So if we do go down 20%, you're not doing what we do, have limited exposure, sell, because we're reality-based, and then we start from a higher level than you are or your mom and dad or your loved one. And so starting continuously from a higher base throughout your investing career Gives you an exponential advantage right. over everyone, right? And but, so, but and, right now it's too indeterminate, and that's why you that's, don't want. Yeah, yeah exactly. And so, like coming in here and telling you bearish, you're going down, is the wrong approach because we're holding the weekly twenty-one. We start closing below the weekly twenty-one. I'm telling you, we're going to go. We're going to go sniff those recent lows close to four thousand, okay? Or they're just above four thousand. I don't, we're not there yet. And, and, and we'll, well, well, chim, tell me about the VIX. What's the VIX doing? Oh, I'll tell you what the VIX doing. It doesn't care. It's down 4%. Well, that tool's broken, damn it. Like that, that's, the, the, there's a lot of bad news out there right now. This market is incredibly hard. We're holding the weekly 21 and things that lead in economic upturns, like the transports, like XLC, like the things Don said are going down. They're not leading. When Procter & Gamble is leading. Which not a real bullish
0: shot. No, but but it's also not falling completely (laughs) apart. There's the indeterminate right there. That's why you want to keep it close to the vest. Small. Small exposure. But but, but either shortly or a little bit longer, the market's going to either do one of two things. It's either going to break up to the upside or it's going to and And this, is, the,
2: this is what the Bill, Bill, Bill used to say this all the time. You're going to wear everybody out. And, and, and that's what it does. It wears, when both sides finally throw in the towel, where you get these sharp rallies and then equally sharp pullbacks, and nobody's, it's seemingly, nobody's making money, that's when the move happens. And that's what you need to be ready for. And you can only do that if you're not 100% invested, 100% all the time so if your advisor is next to american shaman find a new advisor let's go we'll talk to you
0: next week on your money
1: barring any extragynous event
2: oh, <laughs> did we get that <laughs> yeah, yeah.